Hey, it's Leanne Mulkey. So today I had the opportunity to spend it at Six Flags in St. Louis with 200 middle school students. Now, that might sound a bit daunting, but let me tell you what, is I saw something so interesting. What I saw is that some of the middle schoolers were reluctant to go on the roller coasters. They would come up with all the reasons about why they thought they were going to die or why they thought perhaps it wasn't safe or they were unsure about going upside down. Now I began to think back to when I was about that age and I don't think those thoughts ever crossed our mind. It was kind of like, hey, let's just see what we can do from a playful perspective. What I noticed is we've almost made these kids into little adults. It's as if we want them to behave, we want them to walk in single file line at school and be perfectly silent. However, when we ask them to show up and to play, they don't know how. I actually came across this with my own daughter and one of her friends. And they had mentioned at lunchtime that they had gone on a couple of, roller co or a couple of rides, but not any of the roller coasters that had the upside down. And so they were maybe open to going if I went with them after lunch. So, for someone who breaks people's beliefs and limiting thoughts on a regular basis, I took that as a challenge and an opportunity to help them see that it was an opportunity for not only for them to experience a roller coaster that went upside down, but to begin to see what else was it that they were perhaps limiting themselves to based on a fear of something unknown. So truly fear and faith are the same thing. Faith is a joyful expectation of what's to come. Fear is agonizing about what's to come. However, we just need to flip that perspective so that they can experience it and then truly in that present moment have an opportunity to make a judgment. Is this something I want to do again or not? But my belief is if you haven't experienced something, you don't get to make a judgment. So as any good mother would do, I took my daughter and her friend over to the loop-de-loop -loop roller coaster with multiple upside downs, twisty-turvy, corkscrew type maneuvers and it was the park's crown jewel. We got into line and they began to come up with all the reasons why they thought they could not master this roller coaster. And then the bargaining began. It was promises of no needs for gifts, for Christmas, for birthdays, etc, etc, etc. And then it was the panic as we got closer to the entrance. Thankfully it was a short line today. But the panic set in and the story began to go something like this. I can't do it, mom, I can't, I'm gonna die, oh, please, anything. And then, of course, the waterworks began. And as the tears began to flow, I knew more so than ever that we were gonna bust this fear open right here, right now, at this theme park. We began to get on the ride, and as I looked over at my daughter and her friend, I could see tears coming out of both of their eyes. And I thought, boy, good thing I know this mother pretty well because I'm going to have to call and explain what happened. The ride began and I looked over and I could hear my daughter and her friend both audibly sobbing. The not pretty cry, it was more <laughs> As we began to go up the first hill, I kept leaning forward, hoping at any moment, joyful expectation would shift from the dread and terror that I had witnessed on their faces. We began to launch off of the first platform, and this is one of those rides where your feet are dangling. <laughs> so that didn't help things at all, that feeling of free flying. So as we began to go down that 
first loop-de-loop, the sobs continued. I tried to exuberantly make noises of joy and expectation and excitement in hopes that I could overwin them with mere neurons. At some point in the ride, it must have shifted for them because when we got off the ride, they looked at me and said, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought. My daughter actually said, wow, I think I could do that again. Yes, big win for the mom. Of course, like any good social scientist would do, I knew we had to immediately reinforce this behavior of the joyful expectation as opposed to the dread. We went right back in line and rode the ride again. This time they kept their eyes open, there were smiles, there were joyful cries, not the tears and sobbing that we had the first time. And then they wanted to go again and then again. So all was said and done, they went on this ride four times. The ride that they were so terrified about, the ride that they were determined they couldn't take on, just because there was a space made for them to experience something new. Now, I know that kids are typically fearless. They don't have that fear of failure, that industrial mindset that screws us all up. However, as adults, we fall into that the need to do things right or do them good enough because we have this belief that if I fail at something, therefore I'm a failure. Our kids have picked that thinking up. And so they're unwilling to do something if they don't have the promise of a positive expected outcome. I know I'm making some generalizations here. This is just my anecdotal mom on a field trip type discussion. Now I began to think, okay, great. So if we had a breakthrough in this one area, where else are breakthroughs possible tonight and every day? What are we doing to show our kids that we fail all the time? And if we're not failing, where can we take those calculated risks to show them like, hey, you know what? I tried Zumba and it wasn't pretty, but I had a good time. Maybe even take your child with you somewhere or somebody else's child, or maybe just take that childlike expectation yourself and begin to look at where are you limiting yourself based on a fear of what you think might be the outcome. All right, so that's my challenge for you tonight is go ahead and try something and be willing to completely suck. Be willing to show up and suck before you can show up and shine. All right, bye for now.